What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. We have a lot to cover. A lot of moves, trades, signings, details. Let's jump right into it. So, the Dodgers obviously signed Otani. We know about this, right? The, the details that have come out since the deal is that most of the money will be deferred. He's only taking a $2 million salary each year with an additional, I believe it's like $44 million put in ex, in escrow that year. And then that $44 million is going to grow, you know, based on inflation. It's going to, it's going to be a future value of $68 million. That's, that's the way they're doing it. So the 70 million a year is basically split in $2 million in like, for example, let's say 2024. So he's going to get $2 million in 2024 dollars. And then he's going to get $68 million in 2034 dollars. So at the end of the day, when you calculate everything with net present value, Shohei Otani basically signed a 10 year, $460 million deal with extra steps. They said 700 million to make it sound fancy, but it's really a 10 year, $460 million deal with much of the money being deferred. Because when we talk about everyone else's contract, we talk about the net present day value. And for some reason, Otani decided to talk about the future value, which I guess if you extrapolate anyone else's salary, you could come up with some super inflated number as well. But realistically, Otani's getting about $46 million a year in today's dollars for the next 10 years. That's what he's going to get. Still a great deal, but not the huge, crazy, big number that you know we were led to believe. But the details are out and that's what's going to happen. So the luxury tax hit for the Dodgers is about $46 million a year. So that's great. That's one thing. Also, you might be wondering, well, why is Otani doing this? Well, he wants the luxury tax hit to, to be manageable, I guess, to some extent. But he also makes about $50 million a year in endorsements off the field. So he's not going to be hurting for cash by taking this path. And he's going to be able to collect his money after he's played out the 10-year term of the agreement. And also, he might be avoiding some tax on the back end if he's no longer living in California when he's collecting those paychecks from 2034 to 2043. He would save some tax there. But I wouldn't say it's necessarily a tax move because what is he really... He's probably The amount of money he's saving in taxes, if anything, is probably minuscule compared to the amount of money he could have just gotten if he had taken the money up front and invested it but that's that's neither here nor there but the Dodgers are not done spending there are rumors connecting them to other big names the other big name that the that they're being connected to is Yoshinobu Yamamoto it's no secret that the Dodgers need pitching Otani's not gonna be able to pitch and they're being connected to Yoshinobu Yamamoto who's the top remaining oh I mean there are other good arms on the market but he's the top arm who remains on the market right now coming from japan 25 years old and you know, we're hearing some some rumors that he's being offered 300 million dollars definitely north of 200 million from the big names uh you know big names have met with them yankees have met with them you know dodgers have met with them phillies have met with them S- serious meetings so if the dodgers go out and get yamamoto as well you know what are you gonna do just the super team so what have the Dodgers done? Well, they went ahead and they did get some pitching. They went ahead and they traded for Tyler Glass now. They acquired Tyler Glass now and Manuel Margot from the Tampa Bay Rays in a trade just the other day. And in that trade, 
they decided to, well, after the trade, they decided to extend Tyler Glass now. It's going to be an additional four years, $110 million on top of the $25 million he's going to make this year. So he gets an extension. Tyler Glass now, we know he's top line arm when healthy, but that's the big caveat. When healthy, Tyler Glass now is often injured. So he's going to be a mainstay in the Dodgers rotation. I mean, that's a huge upgrade. That's the first notable starting pitching upgrade for the Dodgers this offseason. But that definitely gives them a top of the rotation talent to bolster their roster, which they, they desperately needed. Desperately needed. But the, I mean, he's just on the injured list so much. I mean, he made 21 starts in 2023 and 100, pitched 120 innings. Those are both career highs for him. I mean, he's missed time due to Tommy John, forearm strain, elbow strain, significant oblique strain. I mean, this dude's just been hurt, but he just got a big bag. He's got a lot of money because they believe in his upside. Because his upside is up, it, it is, it's top of the line, but he's just hurt so much. We'll see if he can stay healthy for LA. In other news, the Tigers have agreed, well, Tigers and Jack Flaherty have agreed to a one-year deal. So Jack Flaherty is a free agent. He just signed a one-year, $14 million deal with the Detroit Tigers. Flaherty's 28. You know, he's not all that far removed from looking like one of the National League's budding young aces when he was at the Cardinals. He's a former first-rounder. He's one of baseball's all-around, top all-around prospects before he made his Major League debut in 2017. And he pitched well, you know, early, early in his career. And then injuries, primarily shoulder issues, have basically limited him to, you know, not many innings, 154 innings. Over three seasons, you know, since his best year. And that was, when was his best year? Uh, I want to say, was that 2019? Yeah, 2019. That was his best season. So since then, he hasn't, you know, 2019, that was a while ago, but he hasn't thrown many innings since then. In 2023, though, he split his time between the Cardinals and the Orioles. Orioles acquired him a trade deadline deal. And, he made 27 starts. That was his healthiest season since 2019. And ended up having a pretty poor showing, though. That's the thing. He was on the mound, but when he was on the mound, a 4.99 ERA. Not really getting the job done. But at 28 years old, they're saying, okay, well, the Tigers don't, they're not really contending yet, but this is someone who's definitely going to be able to contribute. He's going to be an upgrade to the rotation, actually, because they need good pitching. So, okay, give him $14 million for a year. And for Flaherty, he can try to prove that he's healthy, prove that he can still pitch at a high level and hit the market again next year. So it's a good deal for both sides. Absolutely good deal for both sides. Let's talk other big free agent signings. So this is another international player. Jung Ho Lee. Jung Ho Lee has signed a deal with the San Francisco Giants. So Jung Ho Lee... Is an outfielder from Korea in the KBO, one of the best players over in Korea. It's a six-year, $113 million contract for the 25-year-old outfielder. He's been a highly anticipated free agent for a long time now. I mean, it was reported in January that his team in Korea would post him for major league clubs after the 2023 season, which they did. I mean, he was coming off an excellent 2022 season. I mean, he's always had strong plate discipline. I mean, so first of all, who is this guy, right? He's played, he played for Korea in the WBC and the Olympics, you know, international baseball circles. He's, he's played against, you know, some, some of the top international competition. One, and of course, in the KBO, the Korean baseball organization, that's considered 
a notch, like one notch below the the, um, the MPB in the pond professional baseball in Japan. So Japan is like considered the best foreign league, uh, foreign with respect to North America, of course. Um, and then the KBO is considered a notch below that, but he's been really good. You know, his, his profile is somewhat similar to Masataka Yoshida, who just came over from Japan and had a stellar season with the Red Sox. However, with Lee, you're getting a much better glove, much better glove. Masataka Yoshida, you know, some guy, a guy who had better contact over power, but just a really good hitter. Not great on defense. Didn't really have good defensive numbers in Japan. In the Red Sox, with the Red Sox in the major leagues, his first season, not a great glove either, but he had a five-year, $90 million deal with the Red Sox. With Jung-Hoo Lee, this is a guy who won five straight gold glove awards. He can play all over the outfield. Of course, you're going to need some range to play out there at Oracle Park in San Francisco. But, you know, he's projecting as either a passable center fielder or an excellent corner outfielder, depending on who you ask. So that's what you're getting from him. And he's also got some pretty good bloodlines. You know, his, I believe his father was like a legend in the KBO as well. So he's got baseball in his blood. But it's a six-year, $113 million deal. At the end of the day, the money matters. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie because the money tells you how much faith these scouts, these cross-checkers, these you know scouting departments for these teams have in the player. I mean, $113 million over six years, that's $18.8 million. That's for a 25-year-old player coming from the KBO – that's a lot of money to give some to someone who's you know who has who hasn't played the big leagues yet or you know whatever, but not not that, that that's a huge deal. 18.8 million a year. You know, Masataka Yoshida, 90 million over five had 18 million a year, and we saw the kind of numbers he put up with Boston. Excellent numbers with the bat. And you know, he, he has panned out just fine. So it matters. The the numbers, the this contract, the salary guarantee is a very good indicator of the kind of talent you're looking at. So the Giants just signed him to a six-year deal. Jung-Ho Lee, that is the name. The Kansas City Royals are making moves, much to many people's surprise. They signed Seth Lugo to a three-year deal worth $45 million, right-handed pitcher. You know, Seth Lugo's 34 now, starter who came up with the Mets, wound up spending most of his time as a reliever for the club. You know, he was a free agent a year ago, got a got a deal with the Padres, allowed him to try his hand at starting pitching again. It was a two-year, $15 million deal, which allowed him to opt out after the first year. And that's exactly what he did. He opted out and now got a got a nice guarantee. Three years, $45 million with the Kansas City Royals. So what are the Royals up to? Are they, are they trying to compete right now or what? Well, the Royals also just got Hunter Renfro on a two-year deal. So Hunter Renfro is going to get $13 million over two years. I mean... He joins the fold. The Royals also, you know, they signed Will Smith, signed Will Smith to a deal early in the week. I mean, uh, obviously not Will Smith of the Dodgers, but Will Smith, the pitcher. And what are the Royals gearing up to do? I guess they're just tired of losing. Once you're tired of losing, you're like, okay, well, you're going to go ahead and get some talent. And that's what they've done. They spent some money in, in, in a week's time. So Will Smith, left-handed pitch, pitcher reliever. Uh, you know, was with the Rangers, just finalized a deal with Kansas City, and he's going to help bolster their bullpen out there. So, you know, you have Bobby Witt Jr. in the fold, obviously, elite talent there. Now surrounding him with with good players. With, with I mean, with good players, sure, sure. I mean, I'll say that, with good players. 
They also went out and got Michael Waka. I'm not even done yet. I'm just going through the list. They just signed Michael Waka to a two-year, $32 million contract. So Michael Waka, we know he was he was really good with the Padres on the mound last year. He was really good, especially early in the season. Great numbers coming from him. But overall, a 3.22 ERA on the year, 134 innings pitched for Michael Waka. That's outstanding. So suddenly... You know, you have a Royals rotation with Seth Lugo, Michael Waka. Then you have the guys who were there, Brady Singer, Jordan Lyles, Cole Reagans. So, you know, got some, you know, got some, some, some decent potential in that rotation. And then, you know, you have your, your out, not your outfit, your, your position players who, you know, are led by Bobby Wood Jr. And of course, they do have a lot more work to do there, but it's great progress. For the Kansas City Royals. They're not messing around this offseason. Absolutely not. If in a week they've added a lot of weapons. The Pirates have signed Rowdy Telez to a $3.2 million guarantee. You know, he spent the past two and a half seasons in NL Central with the Brewers. I mean, 2023 was a down year for him, uh, to say the least. I mean, he's a power bat. You expected a lot of home runs. Only hit 13 in 2023. He had a negative war i mean his ops plus was 82 just not a good year but 2022 he hit 35 homers that's what the pirates are hoping to tap into hoping he can get back to that power so roddy still is getting another shot here to see if he's got it but obviously pittsburgh is just taking a low cost roll of the dice to see if he can recapture that form not a big deal if he doesn't speaking of pittsburgh there there are talks about a reunion with andrew mccutcheon it seems all but a formality at this point all signs are pointing to it towards it happening. Kutch, you know, towards Achilles during the season. And, you know, that was a, that was a huge blow. That was a really, really big blow, but he's going to be back. He's going to be healthy and back in 2024. And he's 37. He's looking to ride out his career in Pittsburgh. If they keep doing this one year deals and everyone's happy because especially, especially if he plays as he played in 2023, he was back on a, on one year deal in 2023, it wasn't just nostalgia. This dude was an above average, he had a 113 OPS plus on the year. He's stellar numbers with the bat on the season. So you can't really ask for much more. Can't really ask for much more. I mean, dude got on base at 378 OBP. That's higher than his career numbers. Had 776 OPS. Kutch was, was a phenomenal hitter in 2023. All things considered, right? 113 OPS plus says, tells you all you need to know. 13% better production than league average. So, yeah, he'll, he'll likely sign another deal with the Pirates. That's not official yet, though. It's, it's still a rumor, but it's, it seems like it's going to happen. And I'll say the last big piece of news is that Max Scherzer has had surgery on a herniated disc. This is big. This is big. So he just had it. The surgery a couple of days ago, and now he's gonna be out until mid-season. So Scherzer's 39. You know, he's 39. He's not young. He's old. And you know, he left game three of the World Series with back spasms. And yeah, I mean, he said after he returned to his off-season home in Florida, he felt discomfort in his back. Well, the discomfort in his back continued to get worse. So he got diagnosed of a herniated disc. Now he's getting surgery. He's gonna be out until mid-season. That's that's a huge blow. So the, the Rangers are going to have to find a way to fill that gap. Their opening day rotation. This is the World Series champion, right? So um, they're defending World Series champion. Their opening day rotation will have Nathan Evaldi, John Gray, Dane Dunning, Andrew Haney, and Kobe Bradford. Uh, the thing is, Jacob DeGrom is on the roster, but 
he's recording Tommy John. He's expected to return around the same time as Scherzer. So mid-season, they're getting DeGrom back. But, you know, it's likely that they, they might just ride it out with the guys they have. You know, those names I just mentioned, especially the top four, are fine. Their fifth starter is Cody Bradford. Maybe you just give him a chance to see what he's got. You know, they have time. They're not, I mean, they have a really good offense that could probably carry them. You know, yeah, they, that could probably carry them, quite frankly. They're trying to get back to the postseason. They just need their pitchers healthy for the postseason. I don't necessarily think they have to make any rash moves right now, but that's the news coming out of Arlington. So that's going to do it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.